from the studio in Southern California with your host, Victor Rancourt. I only knew one way and I knew the right way. It's the Hero Podcast. Victor welcomes in Dan Antonelli, president and creative director at Kickcharge Creative. And we, I think when you look at even just as a startup, you know, hitting the ground running, like you say, from day one. Without further delay, here's your host, Victor Rancourt. How you guys doing? Welcome to episode number three of the Service Hero Podcast. I'm your host, Victor Rancor, and today I'm having a guest on that's near and dear to me. He's helped my brand get to the next level. He's the president of the Kick Charge Creative, uh, Dan Antonelli. He's known throughout the industry as, as the guy who's able to create brands out of nothing. How you doing today, uh, Dan? Sorry. What's up, brother? Uh, not much, man. I'm, I'm excited to have you on. Uh, obviously, I'm wearing two of your brands today, so uh, what you guys are doing has helped, uh, helped change my business drastically. And I wanted to bring you on to kind of talk about how we can, you know, how we can get people to the next level and how a brand can change your entire direction of your business. Uh, do you want to give a little background on what you've been, uh, what you've done uh, in this industry? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I run, I run an agency here in New Jersey. We have about 20 people. We're a full service agency. We do obviously a, a ton of brand development and a lot of clients come to us um, with that initial request, right? They're looking to get a new brand um, implemented uh, maybe across the different platforms. Uh, certainly vehicles are something that we do a ton of. Um, you know, we've won, you know, a lot of awards for the, the vehicle wraps that we've created. Um, and we're always just looking to see, you know, what can we do to help that business grow and, and get that foundation right so that the rest of the marketing will work even better. You know, without that foundation, then the other stuff just doesn't perform as well. And you wind up having to spend even more over the long term to market a poor brand than, than a good brand. Oh, and I've learned that myself, Dan. I mean, the first time we met uh, was at Vegas last year in October. Yeah. I came in with my head about, the, about as big as the doors walking to the casino. And I started talking to Dan. I never met him in person. I, I kind of heard the name, didn't really know what he does. And the first thing he looks at, he starts looking at me kind of weird. I'm like, what's this guy looking at? He's looking at my logo on my shirt. He's like, is that really your logo? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> He's like, well, you know, what's your brand? And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? It's my, this is my logo. I love this thing, man. We're doing really great. And what, what was that you said to me, Dan? I can't remember. Um, I, I, it was like that weird American flag thing that you had with the <laughs> eagle inside of it. And, and um, I was just like, dude, we, we got to talk. We, we got we to do something about that. And, and, uh, and it, you know, like you said, you had been killing it with it, right? And, and that's something that, that it takes guts to achieve, uh, you know, a level of success and then to go back and, and start looking at internally, what are you guys presenting to the public and then say, hey, you know what, is this really who we are today? Um, and, and does this instill the confidence in the consumer? Because you got to remember too, the brands are all trying to counter bias. So you're coming in, you're pitching them on this, this you know, $20,000 system and yet everything that you're presenting otherwise to them, as far as image and impressions, is more in the $15,000 range, right? right? So, so how do you look as good as the service you provide and how do you instill confidence in the consumer that they're okay willing to spend more money with you because they feel like, well, you know what? If I go with Absolute and I've got a problem in a year, well, these guys are gonna be around to take, take care of it. Do I really wanna get the cheapest guy or do I want somebody that's gonna show value in what they provide? And, and so marrying up a great brand with a company that delivers a great service is, is the way you wanna go about it, you know, absolutely. 
Well, you know, I definitely did not agree with you when we first met. So when we first met and obviously, you know, coming off a great year, you know, I ended up finishing the year about 4.9 million and with my old brand. Right. And after having the conversation with Dan and the way he looked at me, which was, I never seen another man look at me like that, man. It was like, it was like disgusting. I was like, man, what the hell? Who's this guy? And, but it kind of resonated with me because that's, that's how Dan comes off because Dan knows he's been doing this long enough. When he looks at something, he can tell right away, like, hey, man, we got we to gotta do something to fix that. And, and I, I didn't know what it was at the time, and I didn't know it was bad until I started looking at it. And after talking to Dan every day, I was looking, kept looking at my logo, and I kept looking at everything. And I'm like, man, it's kind of plain. And then I would see all his posts on social media, all these new brands coming out. And like, these are little companies. And I'm like, I'm a pretty big company right now. And I'm walking around with a brand that kind of looks like a little kid looks like a little kid did i think it was done on fiverr so if you ever you're thinking about getting a logo don't go to fiverr please uh, <laughs> you're gonna make a big mistake so i'm already at this point right i'm i'm 18 months into business and we're doing really really well i already have a bunch of trucks on the road well with all those trucks i already paid to wrap them i've already paid for my logo all over you know i have I've, uh, you know magazines out newspapers i got stuff all over the place that's got this brand on it and I'm thinking to myself, like, man, you know, I would really like to change my brand, but I, I just, I just didn't think it's going to be a too big of an undertaking. It doesn't make sense because I got so many trucks. It's going to cost me so much money. And in my head, I, I'm, unlike most people, like I, I know where, I know where I'm going. And my whole goal since day one, Dan, was to be, to be the top HVAC company in Southern California. And now it's at Southern California and beyond is kind of the goal. And I kept looking at, it and I knew I'm like, I'm either going to do it now and bite the bullet or I'm going to keep pushing this brand and brand. And then eventually down the road, I'm going to have 40, 50 trucks on the road and I'm going to have to rebrand it then. Right. So I think I gave a call to Dan probably about two months after we talked, we had, we had messaged back and forth on Facebook and I said, Dan, I, th- I think it's time, man. I don't think you thought I was really ready either though. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if you were ready because, you know, like you said, you know, you, it, it's not like you weren't doing well. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of guys get the idea that what they have now is the reason why that they shouldn't change because they get very complacent in that. And, and, and to your point, like, oh, my God, like, well, now I got to change uniforms. Now I got to change all my ads and, and oh, man. business cards and brochures. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's a lot. And, and no one should really underestimate how hard it is to, to do it properly and to roll it out properly. But but you could look at where, where you are now and when you go and you give an estimate and you submit a proposal or you show up and you ring the doorbell, what, what the feeling is and what the perception is of the company today versus six months ago. Um, and you can speak to that. I mean, you, you, you tell me, like, how has that helped and what, is, what does that feel like as far as the sales and, and, and the close ratio and, and all those things? I mean, just everything as far as like, obviously, yes, it was for me, it was a big undertaking. And I did a little bit different than most people would, right? Most people, they get their brand and they're going to kind of roll it out slowly. Uh, you know, start, they got a lot of trucks. They got to do one at a time. I kind of went balls of the wall and I probably spent 150,000 or more uh, just in, re, in redoing my, redoing my trucks, my logos, my uniforms, all this stuff. And I did it really quickly because once I saw them, once you see the difference, right? Once you see the difference in your own eyes, you're like, dude, I can't have that. Like if my guys wear a shirt with my old logo on it, I get a fucking conniption, dude. I'm like, get that shit off. That's not us no more. We don't, I don't even fucking know that guy. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's how I react. So like my guys, like they've been here with me for a long time and they're like, oh, well, it's just, it's our, it's our uniform. I said, that ain't my fucking uniform, man. That's not what we wear here. And it's one of those things you have to instill it. So once you, once you 
once you accept it, like, Hey, we're making this change. And, and I, I had a lot of fight back in my management team, all my friends, my, all the other, other business owners are like, what are you doing? I like your logo. Why are you changing it? And in my head, I'm like, you guys have no idea where I'm going. I'm like, I'm not here anymore. I always tell you I'm a dreamer. I'm like five years ahead, man. I'm like, if I don't change it now, it's going to be a fucking problem. And so, you know, fast forward, I started changing everything. I started first, I did truck wraps. I think I did like eight at a time. I did just started doing a bunch of them cost me. I tried to talk my distributor into paying for it and they weren't having it. Uh, Cause I don't, I didn't want to put their logos on my trucks. I, I just don't believe in putting another company's brand on your truck. And I, and I, I really, yeah, really, any, any, anybody that goes with Dan and you're, you're thinking, Oh man, I'll get my distributor paid for it. Just, just save the money and do it the right way. Don't be putting their stuff on your, on your truck. That doesn't belong there. That's your brand. Um, so obviously I got all the trucks done and even now, like I had you redesign some patches that go on my uniforms. Right. So even when I first put the logo on, I'm like, Hey Dan, I got to get oh, yeah, this with the circle. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be on brand too. And just by putting those on there, like my guys, when they walk in the house, it, it looks like a total, I mean, it looks like a hundred million dollar year business. Yeah. You know, obviously I'm not there yet, but at some point that's the goal. But when you walk up everything now with our, from our doormats to our uniforms to how everything, everything just looks on brand, even like our presentation books, you made some of that stuff for us. Uh, people notice it. They, they love the logo. It stands out. Like if you look outside my building, you know, just changing my, my sign and all the stuff yeah. out front, it makes a huge difference. People could actually read it before you drive down the road and all you would see is my phone number. You couldn't even tell what the name was on the trucks. And, and I look at them like, I can't believe I was driving around with this thing, man. And even right now I have this, this big inflatable I bought, I bought it after I bought it before we had talked about changing the brand and I'd yeah. ordered it like three months before. So when it showed up, it was kind of awkward. I spent $4,000 on this ginormous inflatable. That's my off, off brand now. So I think that's the only thing I still have that's off brand. And it's still every day. I'm like, I, I got to change it. I got to change it. <laughs> I get, I get, I got OCD, man. When things aren't done the right way, there's, there's a reason why I'm successful. It's because I want things done the right way every time. And it doesn't matter what it costs to do it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, just the, from the customers to now people see us driving down the road before it was like, you might notice the truck, but now it's like, you can't miss it. It's a giant fucking Eagle flying down the freeway. I got a buddy. He's like, dude, you guys are going the opposite way on the freeway doing, you know, 65 miles an hour. We're going the opposite direction. I saw that thing way down the road. I knew it was one of your trucks. Yeah. And that's, that's the power. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And, and that's, 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 you know, what we talk about trying to win the battle on the streets and, and how, how important that is from consumers just remembering your brand. So, so with the weak brand, you know, you go online and now you don't remember who you're supposed to call for service. You're like, Oh crap, my air conditioner broke. Let me just go Google orange County air conditioning repair and, and see who shows up. But wouldn't it be better if they already knew, Oh yeah, those, those vans. Absolutely. I see them all the time. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go right to them. So ROI on, on that channel, on the digital channel, um, you know, certainly is, is, greatly improved. But I, I want to go back to something you said just before when you said, you know, when you were talking about redoing it and you were talking to your team about redoing the brand and like the pushback that you got from them and the people who said, you know, why, why would you change? Like, why are you doing that? And, and that's so common. Like we see that often where, where maybe it's the owner that's, that's really into the idea. And then he talks to his leadership team and they're all like, I don't understand why we're changing. Like, what, why are we going to change? Uh, or if family members don't want to change. And, and, you know, we see that often and, you know, and it's again, going back to what they're comfortable with. You know, we're trying to have people think about brands and get a little bit outside their comfort zone um, and think about it a little bit differently. And that's kind of the irony of the, the, the notion of being disruptive with a brand, right? So doing something that doesn't look like what everyone else is doing almost feels counterintuitive for an owner because they look at what everyone else is doing 
and that feels yeah. safe. You know, that feels really comfortable to me because I've seen a hundred other HVAC companies brand like that. So let me do something like that because I know, well, it must be working for them. But instead, you got to be thinking, well, if everybody's going that direction, then I got to go over here. I'm going in the opposite direction. I'm going to do something that's disruptive. Um, and getting your team to sometimes think like that is hard because they're afraid also. Like they're just, there's a fear of, of making a change and what that might mean for them. No, a hundred percent. And obviously we, we had in the beginning, we had discussions of changing the name. Right. And, and that was one of the things. And even, to this, yeah, e yeah. even to this day, like, I think I, I probably, if I were to start over, it would be a different name. But at that point I had already spent so much money on radio ads. Like I had already built a pretty great brand. I just didn't have mm -hmm. the logo and stuff to back it up. So that was, that was one of the, one of the hard things for me. Cause like, you know, I see like, like Garrett, right. Garrett's my, my partner out in Utah. He has yep. hero heating and air and, and I told him after I rebranded, he's like, okay, I got to rebrand. And he knew he had to after he saw mine and he has this stupid, ugly penguin on his truck. And I'm like, dude, you really wrapped your truck with a penguin, bro. And it was like the ugliest thing I ever seen. And, and uh, so talking to him, he's like, man, like if I would have went back, I probably would have changed the name. Like hero, like I, I could have sold this brand all day long. You know what I mean? But uh, absolute, the logo, everything, it worked, it worked out how it was supposed to. But one of the things that obviously owning service hero marketing is one of the things that I noticed that you don't really think would correlate, right? So I go to try to do a customer social media marketing and brand A and brand B, right? Brand A has got his shitty logo and he probably had it made on Fiverr or whatever it is. And then I have someone like uh, Trey Anderson, right? With Dream Team out in Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. I put those two ads next to each other. People are clicking on this one. They're clicking on this one all day long and they, they're clicking on the, on the Dream Team. And I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, how come they're getting so many more leads than my other client? And I look at the logos and the colors and all the stuff that, that, that matters, like the stuff that's going to stand out to them. And it was like, yeah. okay, there it is. That's, that's the reason why that company is getting way more, way more leads than the other companies. And that's the kind of stuff you don't think about, right? You don't think about it. Well, that's just, it just doesn't matter. They're just going to click because they want an air conditioner. Right. Well, no, right. that brand makes them feel comfortable. And, you feel and the same? Yeah. It, it makes them feel, uh, you know, it, it, you know, again, countering bias is the other piece of it because they're all afraid of who's coming to the house and, and who may rip them off. Like that's, uh, you know, that's what you're trying to do also is lead in with the positive and control that conversation, make them feel something about your company before you ring the doorbell or before they click on the ad, they already feel something about that company that is inspiring them to feel like they're not going to be taken advantage of, that they're going to be treated well. And, and when you're speaking about Trey's brand that we did for him, you know, with the purple and the apple green and the way we did his, 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 um, his, his vans, you know, those are hard to miss. And, and again, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've seen them in Mrs. Smith's driveway. And here's the ad again, repeating that brand, you know, so, so it gets repeated and now it, it, it all connects back to them. And, and so when you're bland, you know, I call it blanding, right? It's, it's, you know, and I'm going to say your old logo was basically blanding. Like it wasn't 100%. standing out. It was, it was just fitting in. Right. So, so when you stand out like that you cause people to, to notice you is one part. And then you cause them to feel something about the company um, and what they might get if you chose to do business with them. Um, so those are all the, you know, the things that, that, that you really are trying to build confidence in that consumer. Um, and, and, and Trey, Trey, you know, he changed the name of his company also. It used to be Addison yeah. Heating and Air. And, and he said, you know, I need to sort of think beyond just myself and what that projects. And, and you know, Dream Team was, was a name that evokes, you know, a good visual and, and strong graphics that we were able to come up with it. 
Um, so, you know, listen, you know, those types of names inspire a lot of different feelings. And even when we, when you and I talked about absolute, we're like, well, I mean, it already speaks to an inferred brand promise, but if it was your last name, I would have said, yeah, yeah we should probably change it, you know, cause no, it's, been, it would it's been so no. hard to build on that. No, hundred percent. And, and obviously I, well, the first time I, that's when I think, uh, kind of hit me over the edge cause me and Trey were going through it, talking to you at the same time. Right. And yeah, I was like, yeah. I saw his brand come out. I was like, Hey, can you take it from him? And give it to me. <laughs> that's how I, was, I was thinking in my head. I'm like, give me his bro. <laughs> and, and there's, it's, it makes it, it makes a drastic difference. I always tell people like, it's like on the radio, right? I have, you advertise on the radio, right? To make feel, people feel comfortable. So they hear you on the radio, then they see you in person. It makes them, it's a double, it hits them twice. The same thing with branding. Mm-hmm. But like before I'm on the radio and I, and I got this great radio ad comes out and then my guy shows up in this kind of basic truck with a basic logo, stuff like that. But now, you know, they hear us on the radio. They love my radio ads. They look online. They see the great reviews. They love the trucks. I pull up in this beautiful truck that's wrapped. My guy's in this beautiful uniform. That I mean, the uniform pops now with all the patches and everything that we did. And, and showing up with doormats, all that stuff, it, it, it resonates with people. And, and there's, there's, a, there's a thing to it. Like, I, want, I, I trust that brand now because I heard them on the radio. They showed up looking beautiful. I'm, there's no reason for me not to trust these guys. And I feel like right. that's right. been a huge, a huge difference for my, when they show up to the house rather than literally my old logo. It was like the logo was like this big, and then you just saw the big HVAC man phone number on it. Yeah, that's yeah, all you really can really big sell. Phone <laughs> really big phone number. It, but the, it worked. I got calls from it, but it wasn't like you, you, they weren't excited about it. Now people, they break their fucking necks when they drive. My guy's like, I just wrapped my guy's, he wrapped a 2005 uh, F-150. He's like, I'm, I want to drive my own truck, and I'll wrap it, and blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, fine. We wrapped a 2005 F-150 that looked like a like a, like a a uh redneck truck right yeah yeah yeah. wraps it now it looks beautiful he's like dude this thing is like polishing a turd just putting the wrap on it (laughs) but yeah and from a recruitment standpoint you know you speak to that like tell me how recruitment has been since the rebrand you know what the guys are going to be set up in a uniform what kind of van they're going to be driving what you you know how how does that play into um, you know, cause that's the common thing. I can't find people. No one wants to work. I can't, I can't hire anybody. And then half the times you look at what they have as a brand and I'm like, dude, I wouldn't want to work for you either. Like, I don't care how much you're paying me. Like, it just doesn't look like a place that, that is innovative. That's doing really smart things. That's, that's growing. That's a place where I can grow as, as a, as a, you know, maybe I start out as a technician and maybe I want to move into management. Like, do I have those opportunities? So like all that is, is really coming from what the brand is personifying from a recruitment standpoint. Yeah. Cause now they're, they're seeing my brand. They're seeing me wrap trucks. You're seeing obviously new wrap trucks and stuff like that. And I had a, I had a guy come in today and he had, he, he's never worked here before. He's never really talked to anybody that worked here. But one of the things that came out of his head and it says, this place looks like there's somewhere I got space to grow, right? You guys are a growing company and everybody kind of notices that. And that's something that people really want to glom onto, right? They want to get, when you got a fast moving train, they want to get on it early so that when they, right. when it does get so big that they have a position in the business that, that is, it's going to be you know, like a management or something like that, where it's going to be, they're going to be taken care of in the long run. So like, even when I remodeled my building, right, I remodeled the building, just having those old, I had the old logo stickers on the walls and stuff like that. Cause we had just moved in in October or November or whatever it is. So I put old logos just by changing those out, make my business looks different. And then you, uh, you design a wrap on my wall. So like mm-hmm. people come in, like, that's what they see. They see the beautiful wrap. They see the trucks. They see my beautiful sign out front. They drive by the freeway. They see all this stuff. 
and they're like, man, what the hell? They just want to know what's going on there. And, and I get people just walk in off the streets all the time, te uh, techs and plumbers, stuff like that. They'll walk in and just say, well, I've been driving by here and I always see all these trucks and guess what? They're not there during the afternoon. They're gone all day. Like there's no trucks that sit out front of your shop. Right. Like, What are you guys doing? Where'd you guys even fucking come from? Like, like I've never even heard of you guys. And now I see you guys everywhere and you're on the radio and what's going on. And they think I'm some big corporation. Right. And when they find out, I'm like, Oh, I've been in business 23 months. They're like, what do you mean? 23 months. I'm like, yeah, man, 23 months. I started with a box truck and a shitty in a, in, a, in a parking lot 23 months ago. They're like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah. And I think, I think the brand itself makes them feel more comfortable making that decision because it means if I'm investing in making sure I look right, that means you're, I'm willing to invest money in other things. Right. Yeah. And, and I think something you said earlier too, when you were talking about all the, all the things that were firing on all the right cylinders. So you talked about having all the five-star reviews, talked about obviously the way you train your technicians as far as how they perform service, how they deal with customers, your CSRs when they answer the phone and how you're dealing with, with clients. So, so you have all the mechanics correct. You have all the things that are functioning properly, but it's like one of those things where like, you know, you look, um, you guys are performing a great service. You just don't look like you're performing a great service. Yeah. So let, let's marry those two things up, right? And that's the things that we want to look at as, as, as a brand company is, is making sure that what we project is real, you know? And we actually like do research on the companies that we want to, that want to work with us because I'm not going to present something that's false. I'm not going to put out this amazing brand to a company that's got all these negative reviews and isn't doing the right thing when they ring the doorbell because I, I want to be honest about that brand and, and authentic about that brand. No, hundred percent. You know, obviously going back to when we first started talking and, and, you know, normally if someone's like, I want to give you here, like take my money and make a brand. Well, no, it doesn't really work like that. Right. We have to come together. So like there's obviously creative stuff that they sent over to me. I had to kind of fill out and they gave me a couple options like, Hey, these are kind of the trucks that we've done. Is there anything that resonates to you? Then they start doing market research, right? So they say, okay, give me your top five or six competitors, whatever it was, give me your five or six competitors in your market. And guess what? We want to go look what they're doing. And then we want to do the opposite, right? We don't want to, we don't want to come in with the same color scheme. We don't want to come in with a truck wrap that's got red, white, and blue. When, you know, everybody in your market's got red, white, and blue. Let's come in with a ideal temp with a purple dog or whatever that thing was. Right, right. Yeah. Stuff like that. You got to, you got to come to something that resonates with the business. Then you also, you asked me like, what's your clientele, right? You got to know, you got to mark, you got to create a, a brand that goes to the people that you're trying to sell to. You got to have an avatar, right? So we figure out who that is and then, and figure out, you know, do we want to come off as a premium service brand or what are we, are we trying to come off as, you know, pay less company? I don't know what, you know, some people, that's what they right. wanted. They were known as the, yeah. the, the cheap guys that people want to come buy from them. So there's a bunch of different stuff that we had to go through and back and forth. And, and, and it was really awesome working with your team because, you know, they were, they're responsive, right? If I sent over something, they were pretty quick. Like even now I'm like, Hey, I need a new banner design by tomorrow. They're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me figure it out. I know you're booked out right now, but yeah, uh, they're, they've always been very responsive. So when you're trying to make a brand, what, what makes you, what are you looking for in the competitors to like kind of differentiate yourself from them? So, you know, a couple of things to, to, to that question, right? So, so first off, you know, you and I, when we did it, we talked about, you know, brands that maybe you liked that we had done, brands that we had done that maybe you didn't like. And we, we sort of get a little bit of a sense, okay, well, you know, he wants to trend more in this direction, like maybe clean and corporate is sort of the, the direction. But then we also look at the color schemes and the approaches that all your competitors were using. And we, and we were like, well, you know, this three out of, 
four competitors in his space are all using mascots, right? So I don't want to put another mascot-based brand out in this space. And, and, and you know, three out of the four are using orange and, and, and teal as their brand colors. So we're not going to be orange and teal. Um, we also looked at the fact that you had been using red and blue, red, white, and blue for a fairly long time. You have mm -hmm. some equity established with that particular color scheme. And it wasn't a market and, you, you know, your market wasn't totally overboard with everyone using red and blue. But there were some people using red and blue. But we said, well, we're going to be a little bit different than the traditional red and blue. And, and, you know, the way we shaded the vans, the way we did the color, the color fades goes from dark blue to a, a lighter blue. And we introduced a little bit of some, some process blue in there. So we were, we were already thinking about what would the van look on the street compared to what all the competitors are. And, and the beauty of this in 95% of the scenarios is when we do the competitive analysis and you look at some of the companies, it's almost hilarious to me because they'll, they'll send me the competitors, top five competitors. This guy's 5 million, this guy's 15 million, this guy's 20 million, whatever the numbers are. And I'm looking at them, I'm like, really? Like that's, that's your competitor? And that's what oh, yeah. they look like? And, and to me, I love it. It's like, great, because when we're done with what we got to do, you're going to look so much better than them. And I don't care if you're half the size of them, people are going to think that you're bigger and, and provide a better service than those other guys. And they're living off that, that you know, old school heritage that maybe they've been in business for a while and people know them, but it's that same tired approach that allows somebody to come in with a fresh approach and start taking pieces of their business. And that's, that's, that's exciting to me because I, I know we can come in there and kill it for them. Well, then that's, and that's how it is for me, right? I'm, I'm young. I just started my business and I'm competing with, you know, 20 year old, $50 million businesses, or I'm competing with, you know, other guys down the street, 30, $40 million a year businesses. I'm not competing with little guys in my market to get market share in Southern California. You gotta, you gotta do something good. You gotta do with something really different to take over the market. And I knew going in what I was going to have to do, right? I had to provide amazing service. I had to provide, I had to back everything up. I had to do amazing installs. I had to do all this stuff right. But then I had to find a new way to market. So, you know, social media, stuff like that, where a lot of the old school guys are just doing Google and, and all these other right. ads. So I'm like, okay, I had to, I have to go through something else. I would do social media. And the same thing with, with the brand. And I keep, you know, I keep going back and forth about doing billboards. And I'm like, why would I do billboards when I could just go buy another truck? That billboard payment is going to pay for three more trucks that month, every month. And I'm going to have three more billboards driving down the freeway. Right. Right. And we have, I have some competitors in my market. I got one company that's got over 200 trucks. Well, their, their brand is outdated. If they were to rewrap those trucks and do those 200 trucks, I mean, I can't imagine what the ROI would be on that thing with 200 trucks on the road. That's, that's insane. I see them all over, but that's because I know their brand. I only right. see them. I, that's the only reason I see them. And I have another competitor, same way. He's got a bunch of trucks. He's a newer guy. He's, he's been around for like three or four or five, six years, something like that. He's got all these trucks and I'm like, I don't like you, but I kind of want to tell you, dude, if you could rebrand, you're going to blow your business up even more because you're, what you're doing already is already doing well. But if you change your trucks, dude, you're, I, I don't, I couldn't right. compete with you, but I'm glad that he won't, which is good for me, you right. know, and stuff like that. So like now everywhere I go, people think that we are like, we are the biggest company. Like I go everywhere I go, they're like, what do you guys have now? Like 70 trucks on the road. I'm like, yeah, I wish I had 70 trucks, but <laughs> I don't, but yeah. they're just that rap. And as much as they see it, they, 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 perception is reality so when they see it and they see it all they see it more often than they see the other trucks they sticks out more they think that you have more trucks than that guy yeah and, and i think that it, you know it's, it's good to focus on the importance of the truck wraps and and what you see typically is that they're not done correctly okay they're they're either done 
in a way that doesn't enhance the brand or they're just poor because you don't have a brand to begin with. So listen, you, you will never get an effective truck wrap without a good brand. It just can't happen. There's just no way around it. That's the foundation. So, so you see these trucks out there and, and listen, I'm on the same, you know, HVAC forum pages that you are and guys will post something up there and, and, and some, in some instances, I'm just saddened to see it because I'm just like, you're just about to throw away 3,500 bucks, like just, just throw it away, light it on fire, you know, and, and instead of realizing the opportunity that you could have with all those canvases and all those billboards and the fact that just like you noted, right, you got, you've got a bunch of competitors in your space. How many of them have a good truck wrap and a good brand on their truck wrap? Um, yeah. So you go into these markets and it's like, like just by doing that alone, um, and using that canvas, the impressions, the amount of impressions you get from that truck wrap, dollar for dollar, there isn't a thing that comes close to it. I mean, no. the billboards, no way. You know, billboards are up and down. I mean, you know, the truck wrap should be on the road for five years. I mean, how many impressions are you going to get for five years for what, $3,500? Like, it's not, even, it's not even a question, you know? And, well, 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 one of the things that guys run into, and, and, I, and obviously I've referred a lot of people to you, right? And, and, and I'm like, dude, just, just bite the bullet. And a lot of guys are like, oh, well, he's so expensive. And I said, it's more expensive to get it wrong, right? You know, Dan doesn't get it wrong. He, they're like, he doesn't just, he doesn't swing and swing and strike out ever. Like he, he, when he does something, he does it, he does it the best possible way. You're going to have the best possible brand in your market. And a lot of the guys are like, oh, well, it's so expensive up front to create the brand. I'm like, it doesn't matter what it costs, right? Me and you've had this conversation. You're like, well, what should I charge? I said, charge more. Really? Like for what you're, for what you're offering, you should be charging more. And that's, and that's at the end of the day, it's true. And the reason is because when you do it with Dan, you're doing it one time and that's it. You're done. You don't have, that's one less thing you got to worry about as a business owner. I got a million things to think about all day. Well, guess what? I don't think I think about my brand ever again. My brand's done. I already know right. what I'm going to look like for the next 20 years. Right. Right. And if we talk about ROI just for a second, right? So, you know, we've got the data to show the before and after ROI. You know, I, I got a client out in, out in Tucson that we rebranded, had a unique tracking number on the van. So we knew exactly how many phone calls had come in before the rebrand um, and after. And, and his old brand was really not unlike your old brand as far as the aesthetics. It was red, white, and blue. The, the truck was mainly white, okay? And it was legible, like, but, but nothing that you would really remember. So he had the data for 12 months prior and then 12 months after, right? Same amount mm -hmm. of vehicles, but how many more phone calls? And it was 10X, 10X the number of phone calls over the course of a year. So it was like 82 versus like almost 900 phone calls the, the year after. So like, is it really expensive or, no, or, or would you spend you know, whatever the number is to get 10 X the number of phone calls. I mean, that's a lot of, of additional and, and then the revenue tied to those phone calls. It's an, it's obviously a no brainer, but, but, you know, understanding that and, and knowing how important that is, you know, you know, some, some guys, again, you know, they just very comfortable with what they have. And, and they're, they're so I look at it now, if, if I would have had this brand day one, right. Day one, I probably would have had more calls earlier yeah. on. Right. Yeah. Then I also wouldn't have spent the other, Sixty, seventy thousand dollars, and 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 what I had to do to wrap, you know, wrap the trucks, get them ready, all the branding material I had to spend on that. So right. not only had I spent all the money on this branding material to get my name out there, then I got to throw that all away. So that's sixty grand in the trash, and then now I got to re, I got to rewrap all the trucks, which is going to cost me more money. Uh, so I mean, I 
like I said, the, the rap guy, you know, he's got me on speed dial, bro. Like I got, I got concierge <laughs> service. As soon as I come in, I, he, that guy's like, he's like, I bit a new boat this year from this guy. And obviously it sucks for me, but I'm not knowing that. And when I went into it, I didn't realize how bad it was. I didn't realize I was going to have to redo it again. I just really wish that if I was a smaller guy and trying to get to the next level that I make that I would have made the decision right away to do that. And I would have, if, yeah. if I would have known, I would have done it. I didn't yeah. know where to go. I didn't know where to go to look for a brand. I, I just had my brother go make something on fiber. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I, you know, I'm yeah. trying to, I have so many other things that I'm worried about that, that kind of sidetracked me. And, um, and, and we, I think when you look at even just as a startup, you know, hitting the ground running, like you say, from day one. And imagine that you did launch with the brand that you have now from day one and you rolled out one band, that's all you had. But the impression that would have been formed on that one van would have had people believe that you're at a larger size and that, that you're, you're big right off the bat. So we do a lot of that stuff too. Like we don't only work with bigger companies. Um, you know, we work with guys that are startups or that are brand new. And they roll out that first vehicle, and now all of a sudden they look like a player from day one, and that, and, and everything afterwards just goes so much easier. It, it make it makes everything a lot easier. And I got a buddy, and he's I mentor him. I've been mentoring him for over a year now up in Florida. You know Adam, right? Mm-hmm. And I had this conversation with Adam. Adam had said joined. You know he was, he was going to you. He was going to do a name change. He's going to do a rebrand and all this stuff. And and he just kept getting. You know he was getting beat up by everybody on the outside telling him not to do it. I'm in his ear every day, like do it, do it, do it. And, and at some point I'm going to talk him into it. Right. But I know now, now he's got more trucks on the road. Well, how many more trucks did he had in that same amount of time? And Adam, I love you, man, but I, I we still got to change that shit. I don't care what you say. And, yeah. I'm, and so I, I keep trying to warn him because he wants to grow like I do, you know, wants to keep growing and growing. I'm, I'm like, dude, just bite the bullet now because it's going to be more expensive in the long run. And I bet you in the short term, you're going to make more money anyways, because you're going to have more phones ringing. Yeah. Yeah, and he and he has an initial base brands, which are challenging, right? To have people remember them, have people associate something specific with them. So they're so they're very different. But you know, listen, I'm I'm 25 years into this. Uh, I mean, we've done about 1,500 brands in that time. I've written a few books on it. Um, after doing about four or 500 HVAC brands, like I know the market, like I know what connects with people, and and I know. Um, what works. I think that's the biggest issue sometimes too, is, is knowing how that brand needs to live and breathe on all the other touch points is what you don't, you don't get from a lot of other companies, right? Cause they, they may do something that maybe looks good on top of your website. Then you go to get it embroidered. It looks like crap. Or you try to put yeah. it on, 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 on your truck and it looks like crap or the mascot is rendered wrong because they didn't understand how it works in, a, in an outdoor environment. I mean, all those things, have taken time for me to craft, you know, the, the philosophies that work. Um, but I know the results and, and, and I know what can happen when people um, embrace the idea of branding and, and how important it is to their success. Well, even for me, like, so me and Garrett started Hero, right? Hero Marketing, and we're, we're trying to come up with a logo. And he's like, well, Dan just made this for me. I was like, you know what? I'm going to steal that thing because that looks like day one. We already, our marketing company looks like we know what the fuck we're doing, right? Because we right. got a great yep. logo already day one. He's like, what? Like, he's like, can we use it? I'm like, yeah, we're using it. Like, let's make it happen. And, and obviously, Garrett's made, it's made a huge difference on his market out in Utah. So now he's got his radio ads are branded with the hero. Like, he's getting more call. His ROI is then almost instant with his yeah. because the same, the same thing, man. He was driving around with the, you know, who wants, I'm going to call the guy that looks, I'm going to call the hero. I'm going to call the, the first class, I think it was first class comfort first or something class, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First class comfort with, and then with the name is first class comfort. Then you got a penguin with the uh, bat wings and whatever the hell he had going on, and like nothing, nothing tied together. 
right? And now, okay, now I have a veteran, a veteran business owner. His name is Hero. His brand stands out. I see it. And that's something that grandma's going to want to buy. Grandma wants right. to buy that, not a, not a flying penguin or whatever the right. hell it was, right? Right. And, and so like, you know, even for him, like when I first did it, he's like, oh, why are you going to spend, you spent all that money with Dan. And then, you know, even when I was going through the process, I was kind of showing them the mocks that we were coming up with. They're like, oh, you're paying that much money for that. And then when it finally came out, they're like, oh yeah, I got to do that. <laughs> That's exactly what happened with him, you know? And, and I think the more people that, if, if they go through the process, they, 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 they will not regret it, man. And, and that's why I had you on here. Cause I know that if, if I set a client your way, there's not going to be a better person for him. You, I mean, you put in the work, you put in the time, you put, you've built an amazing team. What do you have over 20 employees, 25 employees now? Yeah. Yeah. We have, we have 20 right now. Yep. 20 employees. And, and to, to be able to get to that size. I mean, how big were you before your rebrand? So I think we were at 14 or so when we renamed our company. So like I've walked the walk too, you know, I was yeah. 22 years and we would used to be named graphic designs. It was graphic D dash signs and, and uh, it wasn't us anymore. And, and that's the other question you have to ask yourself sometimes is, is this really who we are? And I'm like, well, we're not really a graphic design company. I mean, we're a full service agency. And we're not, we're not, we don't do signs. So wh yeah. why are we called graphic designs? Like it doesn't make any sense. And, and not only that, it just didn't capture the energy and what we do for a business. Like we energize businesses, we power businesses. So like Kickcharge was like the perfect name for us. And when I built this, the new building here, um, I knew I wasn't going to go in there as graphic designs. Like I knew I had, to, I had to change, but you know, it, it, I was, I'm glad I went through that experience because it made me have a little bit more sensitivity to, to owners. Cause like, I could look at your brand when we met in Vegas, I'm like, the thing's a piece of shit. Like we got we got to change that. I don't have any affinity to it. I'm not attached to it. I don't have a personal connection to it. I'm just yeah. looking at it saying it's no good. We got to change it. But like, I, I'm a little bit more sensitive to the fact that, you know what, you've been living with it for a long time. It feels cozy and warm and like, you don't, you're afraid to go outside of it. And, 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 and so when I suggest a name change to a company or I suggest that they should change their brand, um, I can better appreciate that, that, you know, trepidation that they may have, but um, I know it's on the other side of it. I mean, I've done it so many times that I'm not afraid of what's going to happen because I know it's going to happen. Like we're going to kill it, but like yeah. getting you there, I, I understand that that's, that's maybe a little challenging. Yeah. I mean, pretty much like anywhere you look on social media, anybody that has your brand, you, you could tell right away where that, where that logo came from. Right. And anybody that has their truck wraps, you know, who designed it because you know, it just looks right. And like, even there was one in my neighborhood, right. When I was like, I was driving by, I'm like, this one looks like yours. I think I've done it three times. I'm like, is this one of yours? You're like, yep. I'm like, I, I knew it was. And I, I didn't know the company cause I'd be, you know, wherever I was at. And there's, there's a bunch of them in my market that have changed. And, you know, I, even I drove down to San Diego to go visit some of my clients and I see uh, Culpepper plumbing, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. that and I saw it driving down the road. I'm like, oh, I didn't, even, I didn't know that you did that one either. I just saw this new chili pepper thing. I, was, I think it looks pretty cool, you know? Yeah. And, and that kind of stuff resonates. It just, it makes you feel comfortable. And, and I, I think that the, if you get anything out of this podcast, guys, it's that just take a good look in the mirror, right? Take a good look in the mirror and say, is this me? Is what I, is there... I always look at myself and, and we were just talking about this. And, and once you're complacent with where you're at, there's no going forward from that. Right. Uh, I, I, a quote was, if you, once you like, you see what you, you like, what you see in the mirror, you've already lost the war. And that's the same thing with me. When I was looking at the, I was looking at myself with the logo and, and when I, I literally look in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it, it looks, 
And I'm like, no, it's not me. That's not, that's not the brand I want to put out there. That doesn't say a hundred million dollars. When this was done, my friends are like, yeah, that's a hundred million dollar year business. Like they knew right away. Like, okay, now I understand why you did this. And my whole, my whole staff was like, holy shit, this is going to change us. Once they saw the first truck wrap, they're like, okay, now I understand why you spent all this cash. Cause it was worth every freaking penny. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and exactly to your point, you know, look at the fact that, and we, our philosophy here is that nothing we do today is good enough for tomorrow. Uh, and the minute you think you're on top, that means the only place to go is down, you know? So I'm always looking forward. I'm always looking to do more and looking to be better. Um, and I, I just instill that with the team, you know, like, you know, I love when people say, oh my God, that's the best brand you've ever done. Right. And that's, that's, it's nice for people to say that, but you look at that and you're like, all right, now I just got to do better than that. And, and like, it's always trying to one up it. And I think that that's, that's the same for any business is that, you know, as soon as you start being complacent, then that's when other guys start taking pieces of your business. Cause there's somebody down below you that's hungrier and that's more aggressive. That's going to just keep taking pieces of your little world there. You know? Yeah. That's, that's me, baby. I'm coming. I'm coming for everything they said I couldn't have. Right. Well, Dan, Dan, thanks for taking some time out of your day. I, like I said, I was super excited about doing this podcast and, and something like what you're doing has changed, how changed my, my business, my life too. So that's why I definitely want to bring you on a, to give you an opportunity to talk to people and let them understand how big of a brand I will make a difference. Uh, how do they get a hold of you, Dan? Um, you could just email me Dan at kickcharge.com or go to kickcharge.com and, um, you know, send, send a request and we'll get back to you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dan. All right, guys, that's the end of episode number three. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next week as Victor welcomes Heather Barginder Wavra, CFO of Sky Heating and Air. Thanks for tuning into the Hero Podcast.